Good morning, Alfred DaCosta, your host, living for him. Hope you're doing fantastic this beautiful Sunday morning. Many of you may be sleeping in after your hangover. Some of you might be at church. Some of you might be at church with a hangover, which, you know, come as you are, but maybe we need to talk afterwards. JK, today's show is, um, I have several things to talk about. I just had a Holy Spirit moment, which I did not expect, talking to my sister, the one that looks like Victoria Bacon, and um, we were talking about a very important matter, and um, it has to do with our, one of our family members, and um, and it's, it's my other sister who is in ministry with her husband, just as I'm in ministry with my wife, and... God just used my situation that, that happened here in Nebraska City, a very dangerous situation when when couples are in ministry and the dangers that come with that in life balance, life work balance. And we got through it, thank God, but now it seems like um, my, uh, my other sister um, is going through the very same thing. And so when I first heard the story, I was, I was disappointed, I was devastated. I was, um, I was indignant. There was that righteous indignation. But then as I spoke to my sister, Crystal, about the situation with my other sister, um, the Holy Spirit started to reveal what was possibly going on. And it was actually, I believe it's something very similar to what's going on, that what did take place with me here. And so I, I would probably title it Blind Spots. Because sometimes we don't know what we do. We think we're doing the right thing, and we are. With a, But when we do the right thing or what we think is the right thing, the beauty is that when we come to God in all honesty, He is faithful, and that's why He was able to reveal it between my, my, my wife and I, that blind spot in couples and ministry. So that's going to be a thing today. So stay tuned for that. Because that's huge. This, the, I'm going to just tell you the whole story. And it's crazy. I'm not going to give you the gory details or over, over, um, overexpose or anything. Um, also, uh, we're going to talk about prayer today. I have a, sp- a special prayer request for someone on Anchor who, who made a, um, a post. And um, he sounded like he was really down. Really down. And um, I'm just going to echo his his prayer request and he's not looking for anybody to try to sympathize with him he says he just wants prayer and so if you could just head on over there and throw some 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 prayer hands up in there and some um, positivity and just pray for him if you could there is power in prayer even with people that are outside of our, um, our family and friend circles we know immediately and um, there's a, there's something else that this gentleman does on his station um, the name of his station by the way is known by someone and I'm going to um, echo it so you don't have to search it you can if you want to beat me to the punch known by someone you'll hear his latest segment hopefully it's still there and I, I probably should echo it soon in fact I may echo it first before I get into the story the Holy Spirit moment 
about um, couples and ministry and blind spots and how God is good. Um, but I, I want to echo that prayer for him and then talk about something else he does on his station, which is extremely crazy, which leads me to want to make a challenge today on it. But he does something that's very vulnerable, but it sounds like it's very true to him and it means a lot to him. And, you know, when you do something that means a lot to you, you don't really care what people think. And he sings a cappella. And I have a, a deathly, I'm deathly afraid of that because I always try to, you, you've, if you've heard some of the, the music I do at the end of the day, the summary, I, it's usually a rap because I'm scared to sing. And it's usually peppered with music because I'm somewhat, you know, uh, shy, I guess you could say. But he sings um, these um, scripture songs that are amazing. And so I'm going to make a challenge of that. And I'll probably talk about that in the next segment. And then I'll just talk about my day. Uh, stay tuned. Ay, ay, ay. I just went back to uh, his channel, the one I was talking about in the previous segment, and he says that he doesn't want anyone to post anything on their channel about his situation. So that puts me in a pickle because I was going to echo his segment asking for prayer, but he doesn't want anything posted on our channels about it so uh, I know here it is head over to his channel and listen to his station for the songs that he does a cappella because that's actually what I am building the challenge from and so here's what today's challenge is today's challenge is based on the station known by someone and if you happen to hear his prayer request, great, but head over to the previous segments where what he does is he sings scripture songs a cappella. Some of them I recognized, some of them I think that he um, he made up. And so there's two things in this challenge, and it's vulnerable, could you possibly do that? So now, um, what it would be is picking a scripture pick any scripture that you like or you love preferably one you don't have a tune to you can take a little time and just sing it out loud or you can improvise it more points to the improviser in fact a hundred billion points no that's that's outrageous how about a series of positive emojis is what your prize will be and the person who does it off the cuff gets more emojis and it's still good if you create if you if you create a scripture song I'm kind of curious man there's that guy who plays the guitar I might have to ask him too because he could do it to music if you could do it to music that's some extra points too but pick a scripture and just get on here and just sing it improvise it plan it, put it to music, whatever it is, and do it for God, not caring who's listening. That's the hard part, because I'm paranoid of how I sound, but if I was doing it for the right reason, I don't know if it goes that deep, maybe I'm going too deep with this, because, I mean, I love God, but sometimes I'm just not there yet. How about if I say that? I'm just not there yet, where I can just sing, especially a cappella, and do it for God. Um, I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to call in today and just sing. Sing it. 
sing a cappella. Especially the dudes, man. I know you guys. I want the ladies. Because I know ladies are paranoid too. Because I know my wife. She doesn't like to, to get up there and, and do this. But guys especially. Uh, this is especially a cry out to the guys as well. Um, let's get on here and just sing a song. And you might sound busted. You might sound broke down. But who are you doing it for? And uh, I think in the next segment, I will sing one. And, uh, and I'm going to expose my... my um, as it's to set an example, I will expose my, my, um, my vulnerability of singing a cappella to you by singing a scripture song. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the challenge. I'm going to dedicate this scripture song to known by someone. It's going to be coming from Psalms 61 verse 2. And it goes a little something like this. From the ends of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayers. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Oh man, I messed up. No, no, I gotta post it. I gotta, here it comes. Coming to you. Psalm 61 verse 2. And I'm owning it. So we've made it to Lincoln, Nebraska, and I am parked in a very tight spot here as cars are racing for the nearest parking place and I found this one and it's super tight but because moving would mean I would lose my awesome spot I have refused to move and so the wifey went inside of this place called Ulta where she's supposed to be getting her eyebrows waxed or raxed, I don't know, waxed, let's try that. And um, I am wearing a Sriracha t-shirt. And I don't know why I volunteered that information, but you need to know that actually. So that will be on the test. And and so um, I just thought I would do a consumer report because I am... Uh, not a consumer a consumer review. Let's try that. Because I just bought this deodorant, and it's called Every Man Jack, and it's flavored cedar wood, and that's very manly. I mean, you think of all the flavors they have for women, you know, like I don't know juniper breeze or whatever, and you guys, you know walk around spritzing that stuff all over you and then like the guys you know we got I don't know they just come up with these weird names these weird 
like, I don't know, fresh, fresh mountainside. I mean, kind of, that's kind of how they name like detergents too. But you know, it just it's not anything you can identify with. But I can, I can see myself rubbing cedar wood under my arms. And so I thought, you know, this would probably be a good idea because I, I've changed my deodorant because of all the scary things the media tells us about it. The aluminum and all that stuff. And, and honestly, the stuff I was using before, I mean, that stuff was like like embalming fluid. Like like if you were to spread this this deodorant I used to use on a dead body, it would preserve it. Because I could go like a week without using deodorant. Now, do I want to admit that on Anchor? Of course I do. I, you need to know that. But that was me then, and this is me now. And so, now I've, I've gone to more natural things. There's this one, it's like a salt. It's made out of salt, which is funny. Salt, it's like a crystal, a salt crystal. And it's amazing, because it, it really does the job, but you, you have a shelf life of like one day. So you don't want to mess around like that and think, oh, Maybe I'll just put some on late. No. And you can't overlap. You know how sometimes you're, you're, you're busy? Or maybe I'm just the only one in the world. We can, we can play that game. Um, only one in the world that, you know, overlaps. You know, oh, I got to go real fast. I'll, I'll get a shower and I get back. And you just, you just put another layer on top, okay? And, uh, you know, that was me then. This is me now, okay? So, um, but these things seem to expire so quickly for one. And I guess my review for Every Man Jack is, out of five stars, I think I'm going to give them for smell, for shelf life, I think I'll give them, you know, a star for each of those items. For the feel, the texture, you know, I've just never been a fan of those, those speed stick kind of deodorants. I, I grew up and I remember when that was the, the speed stick, you know, like that era for me just never really stuck and I was the, I was one of the guys that 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 was so excited about those gel deodorants when they first came out I'm gonna google that and see when that came out because I was on top of it and since then that's exactly what I've used so with that being said um, my review out of it would probably be a three out of five and that's just because I'm just not up with the stickiness the shelf life is not so awesome but it's it's decent uh, gets the job done uh, Good company a lot of nice natural. I saw like sage and rosemary and I saw like some um, Essential oils in it and things like that. It's not an irritant um, You know so Yeah, not bad. I'd like to know what you use though if you would share that with me. What kind of deodorant do you use and um, I'd be willing to try it and if it's awesome, I will use your name as the reason why I made the switch. So coming up next, I am going to begin a three-part segment of the journey of the Couples in Ministry Blind Spot title I gave at the beginning of this uh, podcast. And you know what I realized after talking to my wife is that um, this can happen anywhere, really. It could just happen with any work and home balance. 
So this applies to you as well if uh, if you're not necessarily a a spousal couple that uh, are in ministry. But part one is going to be my contribution to the household and what I thought was going on, my impression of what I thought things were or how things were going. Part two will be the the moment we realized the talk um, that day in the in the in the car in the van. Part three will be where we are now today, and then part four will be uh, constipated apricots. I get your attention on that. Ah, that's good. That's what I wanted. That's not a part. I said a three part, but I don't know where I even got that thought. Oh, yes. Now I know. Uh, I was listening to three one eight. They were talking about um, they were talking about um, gamer screen names, I think. And I had never heard of these things, but these people are creative. It was fantastic. You might even be able to catch it on there if you wanted to hear the segment. Hopefully, he also does the whole archiving thing episode. But anyway, so yeah, that's there's not a part four, but um, I'm going to split it in three because I know you don't have time. You're doing stuff. You know, you're trying to relax and uh, do other things and um, you can't sit and listen to me for um, 20 minutes at a time at least I hope you don't so with that being said stay tuned when was the last time you had water imagine the turmoil and the great pain they put our kidneys through when we don't drink water so take some time. Drink some water. Hey, Alfred. This is Shane. I wanted to call in on your consumer review segment um, because I was just talking to somebody about this kind of thing. Um, there's kind of this new market, I feel like, with men's bath products and, or like manly man um, hygiene products, um, which on one hand I think is kind of cool, and on the other hand I'm like... Uh, I don't know how I feel about thinking that's kind of cool. Uh, I was I was just making fun of my brother last night because he has some kind of like men's bath candle in his bathroom. Um, and I'll admit, while I was making fun of him, I was a little bit jealous at the same time. So, I don't know. Um, as far as what deodorant I use, I use like a basic uh, men's degree deodorant. Although, you know, for Christmas, I do like when my wife gets me one of those Bath & Body Works men's deodorants. Take care. Shane with 318. Thank you so much for calling in. And uh, so I, I heard what you were saying about the uh, the candles. I, you know, I didn't even know that. Uh, I I don't know what to think about it either, actually. I I mean, maybe if it's like a bachelor pad and you want the domain to have a more masculine scent, maybe. But what is masculine scented anyways, you know? I mean, usually we think of woodsy outside kind of thing. Maybe you just kind of like that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about it either. That's kind of funny. As far as the deodorant is concerned, I might have to try the degree out. Um, really glad you called in. It's funny that uh, I was just listening to you on um, Travis Moffitt's page with that devotional you did. That was a pretty awesome. I'll tell you one thing that's um, really... Um, really popular on not necessarily popular but really enjoyed is is 
kind of like a storytelling element. And so just to sit while I'm driving back to, while driving to Lincoln or around town here, it's just kind of nice to listen to that. So not only that, it was a blessing. So anyways, that was off topic. Back to the man candles. Um, I don't know if I'd buy one. I don't know if I would look for one. But if one came to me, I would probably burn it. So nice talking to you. Um, Love your show. And I'll uh, talk to you soon. And we're back. And just as promised, I wanted to talk about couples. Couples in ministry. And um, I have my wife here with me to weigh in on the subject. And uh, I think it's a very important subject as this will be probably more of a testimonial. It's not really a formula for life as, you know, the Christian walk is a, a growth process. You live, you learn, you grow. And uh, one of the things I think, babe, that you had, had mentioned um, earlier is that sometimes in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, we do certain things and those certain things that we do, we make gods out of those, which was kind of an interesting thing. I was wondering if you could unpack that because we came here to Nebraska City, you know, given this blessed opportunity to to do ministry, um, Bible work out here, community service, um, you know, um, got to learn a lot of the ropes within the church, you know, administratively, um, in the pulpit, uh, in the community. Um, but there was a process between you and I and um, something we had to learn. How would you unpack that that statement you said earlier? Because we're doing it in the name of Jesus. And then the things that we do, we make into God's what was that? What would you say to that? Well, I think that, um, you know, starting out, everybody has a certain level of enthusiasm for Jesus, especially when you've um, grown closer to him and you have a, a growing relationship with him that you want to do the best that you can, you know. Um, and so it becomes something that... Uh, you find that it's it's that you enjoy for one yeah and that you um want to do to the best of your ability and um so i think it's important to remember too that you know two two people coming together in a marriage is um it's two worlds coming together and uh, when you find that you have ministry in common um it's a very rare thing yeah. Um, so then you get even more excited when you finally are on the same page, you know, uh, with ministry. But then you realize that you have to, um, you can't just do it all day, every day, you know, all the time. Yes. So that's, with that being said, you know, it's, it's really, <clears throat> it's really exciting. And so when we came, we, when we got here, um, you know, we automatically were like, we're going to hit the ground running. We're going to 
just go knock on every door in Nebraska City. People are going to know us. They're going to know our names. They're going to know, you know, Jesus. They're going to, I mean, so many plans. You know? Right, and they would live happily ever after. And, Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And it's interesting. I, I like one of the things you said just now, and it has to do with, you know, as a couple and, and coming together, two different worlds, and when you find some, you, you, you have some things in common. In this situation, it did end up being a passion for ministry. I know in two different ways. I know that you did a lot of singing, whereas I used to like more of the interpersonal with the youth, you know, and, and so with that, you know, we have that in common, but as we're progressing in our relationship, you have that one thing, which is actually not necessarily work, I like to think of it as, but it's something that um, it's something that you can get lost in, I think. You know, you have your kid, and so you know you have that commonality, and you you throw yourselves into that, and you when you go out for a date or something, you know, you talk about your kid, or you talk about ministry. And because of that 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 banner I threw earlier, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, you go out there. And it's it becomes something that you, at least for me, I was making it about me. And I, let me clarify that in this next segment of of making it about me. Um, 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 um twinkle, twinkle, little star, now I wonder. But you are up above the world so hard. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Now I wonder what you are. And for those of you who are listening to my son sing that, a little mind-blowing fact is that that same tune of Twinkle, Twinkle is the same tune for ABC song. Now, if you didn't know that, now you do. Tell everybody that you know. So anyways, so back to what I was saying here. Um, what, what did I say in the last segment? I said I was going to explain. Oh, I made it about me. Because there's, yeah, so, so there's this thing where, you know, both of us knew that there's going to be sacrifices in this. So it's not like, you know, I'm the bad guy in this. Okay. Okay. Maybe I was. Okay. Maybe I'm not. Okay. Nobody's the villain here. Okay. But what I'm saying is that... We both understood. We went into this. We said we knew there would be sacrifice. We knew that there would be we'd be taking a chance. There's there um, huge amounts of the unknown. Well, walking in faith, in essence. Yeah, there you go. You're walking in faith, and so you know that there's going to be long nights. You know that there's going to be long days. You know that there's going to be times when you of know inconvenience. Inconvenience. Thank you. And so with me, I took this phrase. You know, this idea. You know, this is. You know, Jesus is coming again, and I need to bring people to Jesus. I need to bring people to Jesus. I need to do that now as much as I can. And so I'm getting out there, and I'm making it about me because I'm making it about... You, you know, being the Savior. I, I, would, I could agree with that. And being the Savior, in what ways would you say? Well, when you put on anything, when you put some like a burden on yourself, you're trying to be a savior in whatever capacity. So the savior of Nebraska City, as far as their spiritual growth or their spiritual life, 
right. you know, the savior, like when you try to fix somebody's problem, like you're trying to counsel them, you want to be their savior and, and fix everything in their lives, right. you know, with their marriage or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That That's a really good way of putting that. And so in doing that and making it about myself, I was spending a lot of time out there in the streets. And, you know, my wife, always supportive, you know, always accompanying when she could in between taking care of Moses. And it started to get difficult. Could you give them a little clarity? Well, you know, there's always going to be difficult parts of your marriage and you know, you're also friends, you're also parents, um, co-parents, you're also, you know, lovers, you're, I mean, there's so many hats that you're wearing, and um, so sometimes those lines can just get really blurred, or sometimes you can just, if you're not moving in different parts of it, you can only just be one thing, and, and I think what happens is, is that you get into one train of thought, and since we're doing ministry, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you get lost in that one track, I think, sometimes. And yeah. you forget that you're all those other things sometimes, too. And so I think what ended up kind of happening was that we were so absorbed with the ministry and so absorbed with what we were doing because we love it. You know, that's we love Jesus, first and foremost. And so we wanted to, you know, show everyone else how great Jesus is. And so we got lost in that train of thought for so long that, it, you know, then you kind of have little breakdowns in different departments of, of your life. And, and you forget what it's like to just have a conversation, not about ministry, but just about you and the other, you know, your partner, your, your husband or your wife, um, um, you know, or, you know, sometimes you talk like it's the same thing with kids. You know, when you have kids, you you go and and it's the same thing. You're just talking about your kids and, oh, you know, this is what the kid did or this is what we need to do for the kid or this is blah, 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 kid, 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 kid. And then you forget that you're not just mommy and daddy, but you're also friends. That's a very that's very well put. Partners. So. so in this next segment, I think what I'm going to do is is talk about. Um, some of the um, the shift that had to take place in how we looked at ministry. So the the shift that I was describing in the previous uh, segment is is in words like you know I know you heard me say earlier bringing people to Jesus. You heard my wife say doing ministry. So so hang on to those two words and think of how with she and I, we're experiencing something that we had never experienced before because we grew up in the church and we had never had an authentic experience. Now, did we see authentic experiences? Sure we did. But a lot of the times, um, I don't know what it is about some of earlier Christianity where um, sometimes you're you're conditioned to believe that there's a list of things that you have to do to appease God and to keep him happy. That could be a self thing. It could be that some people um, maybe suggest that. And so when we started to realize that it was, you know, Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit living in your heart, that's when I think life changed for both you and I. 
-hmm. You know, we were working in the youth room, working with these youth, and we were doing everything to try to get them to Jesus. We were feeding them donuts and orange juice and... Pulling out rabbits. Pulling out rabbits, like you said, out of the hat and... You know, the music, you know, because they love music and keep the music going. And and so, you know, that we realized that it was building a relationship with them. They they realized that we didn't judge them, that we loved them. But it, it wasn't even that um, we were pointing to Jesus. We were. Yeah, that's right. We're, we were really just pointing to ourselves. We were pointing to ourselves. That's right. So those two key words, do you remember what they were? Uh, they are. Um, ministry. Yeah. Doing ministry and bringing people to Jesus. Like I said earlier, we were we had the experience in our own hearts, but I don't think we ever experienced the dynamic of what it looks like to allow to to know our part and and Jesus's part. Okay. And Jesus's part is everything else. Ours is simply allowing, allowing him and there's a, a term you said earlier. I think it was uh it was um, spreading the seed. That's what you had said. Yeah. So is is allowing Christ to live his life through us by the power of the Holy Spirit and spreading the seed. And so with us, we were just simply, we had the experience in our hearts. We were, our, our hearts were on fire. But now we're going out and we're doing these things and we're bringing people to Jesus. Who really brings people to Jesus? The Holy Spirit. That's right, the Holy Spirit. And so we were being, I love the, the term you usually use when we talk about things, the Holy Spirit Junior. And instead of, you know, trusting that God will do what he says, it's kind of like your kids, you know, like you raise your kids, you try to instill the best in them, and then there comes a place where you just have to trust that what you taught them will come to fruition. It will, mm -hmm. it, it'll develop and and you know and you and love in love there's choice and there's freedom and there's freedom in choice mm -hmm. whereas where you know we're like we don't want our kids to be like this and so you become helicopter moms and dads and you try to control every aspect and you know especially with a pastor's kid i'm not saying that this happens all the time but in the circles that i ran in early on i i i used to have friends that were pastor's kids and listen to the frustration that they used to go through and and because they they weren't given that that freedom of choice in love or attention because their parents were so busy there it is and the attention because their parents were busy mm -hmm. so we're we're learning this and we're seeing this that especially here in nebraska city these experiences where you know i we started off busy as can be busy busy until it started affecting our relationship where um i know i wasn't there emotionally for you well, i don't think we were there emotionally for each other we just didn't have time we were yeah. so busy trying to be holy spirit junior that we forgot that we were even we were robots in <laughs> essence Wait, you know robot. so in this next segment i think what we're going to talk about is is what it started to look like when we let go after this pivotal moment. So, so when the change happened, I remember the night we were sitting in, in the van and we were having this conversation and I thought everything was fine. And, and, uh, but I, and at the same time I didn't because, you know, 
there's obviously something going on and something needed to change. And so as we're working through this in prayer and the important thing, you know, when we talk about blind spots and, and things that, that we don't see in our own lives that, you know, someone outside of ourselves can see, um, the, the wild card on this, it would be that a relationship with Jesus Christ coming to him daily, both together as a spouse, as spouses, and then individually, so that if there is something that's going on and something does take place, God is guiding you through it, even if it's somewhat chaotic. And, and so, so the dynamic started to change. And I don't know if you can think of any stories off the top of your head of people that with this new approach of allowing Christ to do the work rather than ourselves, but um, true ministry started to take place here in this town. And, and even, um, it's funny because the more time I spend just being out there and being available, now things are happening in the church and it has nothing to do with me which I always say is disappointing because I kind of want some of that credit, you know, a little pat on the back, a little little medal of honor, JK. But is there any, any organic situation, any stories that you can think of, of particular people that we've worked with? Uh, well, there's so many, honestly. I mean, there's so many different situations um, with different people that have just come out of nowhere. Like we had um, <clears throat> this lady that she's taking Bible studies through the mail and she just showed up one day at our church and we were all baffled. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's coming steadily and she's bringing delicious food to potluck, which is always welcomed, yeah. obviously. You and, probably heard me talk about the, the peach cobbler. Yes, yeah. amazing woman. Uh, yes. God bless her. Yes. Um, so, but kind of what I wanted to say, too, is also I, I think it was very important that you said letting go um, and letting God. And I think that's so important. Let go and just let God work. Um, and you'll taste and see what true peace and freedom is. And I think that that's where we have arrived by the Spirit of God that is the Holy Spirit um, has brought to our attention. And I praise God because we have never felt so free in ministry now. We have never felt so burdened less and so um, happy in yeah. this whole time that we've been in ministry. We, we started ministry uh, the year that we got married um and continue on by the yeah. grace of god right. so it's been 10 years in essence and um it's been step by step and god that's the way he teaches you step by step we want to know it all all today <laughs> yes um, yes we do but that's not uh usually the path that he takes can he do it absolutely because he can do anything at any time for whatever reason he is able Amen. but with us it takes time and that's what we've learned now is that um He's working, whether he's quiet, whether he's loud, whether we see it, whether we don't, he's working. Amen. And um, now that we have realized that it's not us doing it, but that it's him and that all we have to do is point to the cross and point to Jesus. I mean, it's 
unbelievable. It takes a burden. Yeah, it it's un- a, a it's, it's just it's so unbelievable. You just take people by the hand and say, "Look what Jesus can do. Look what Jesus has done. Look what Jesus is offering today." Yeah. And um, it's it's just it's overwhelming and it's so amazing. Yeah. Um, now, uh, it's it's taken us some time to get there. But praise God that he always, if you continually allow him, he'll just continue to come in and Amen. come in and work through you. Um, and it's always him. Amen. Well, if you've listened this far, I want to thank you for joining me. We're going to end this interview right there.